welcome to uh, the Ashley Bryan Show. Uh, the making of a dental startup retreat, I think, is probably an appropriate conversation point for us to have. So we have been trying to put together this retreat that you're throwing. We are in the middle of February, and the retreat is supposed to be in November. What have you come up with so far? I feel like judgment in your voice. And by we... He has not done any of the heavy lifting, just so you know. So the judgy voice needs to stop. Yeah, I held back on joining your guys' Napa trip and going wine tasting and eating at nice restaurants. Or calling any of the venues and setting up meetings with the managers. So we've decided that you want to have host 50 people. That was the original goal. And I totally get why... Conferences aren't usually held in Napa. Napa is extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. And it's also, it's pretty bougie. I mean, okay, it's very bougie. And they don't, they don't really like hosting larger groups. But we're still going to do this. You're also very bougie. And your taste is very particular. That's true. So let's (laughs) call a spade a spade. There are places in Napa to host conferences because there are conferences held in Napa all the time. Yes, that's okay. Okay. In my defense, I have no defense. I'm totally bougie. I really want this to be a first class event. I mean, if we're going to host our first ever retreat, I want this to leave a lasting impression. And we did tour other properties and they're fine. They're totally fine. I don't want to to downplay those other venues, especially if for whatever reason our our top choice doesn't happen because of the cost. I don't know. So we're actually so we're just gonna walk through the different proposals. Uh, we have it on email right now because we said well right now it's February twentieth. It's Sunday, February twentieth. Colin and Judy wanted to open up registration March 1st. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're making them very nervous because they're both very organized um, implementers. And uh, so, so now we have all the different emails. And we're going to talk about why I haven't pulled the trigger. Well, so let's maybe even take a step back. I, there's been, there's no large conferences held in Napa. There's been a pain conference. I'm a pain physician. There's been a pain conference in Napa for the past 12 years. Um, we went a couple of years ago. Um, you know, we're probably going to be taking my practice uh, again this year. Um, and it's at, held at a nice, a nice resort. We checked out that resort. That's yeah. actually, that was actually one of our top choices the room where we want to host it in is unavailable for the dates that we were requesting. Yeah. So there are 20 meeting rooms. There's one room that met the standards of Ashley Hovis. We, okay. To be fair, we didn't, we didn't actually tour the other properties because we didn't have an appointment when we went that day. They have not been the greatest at returning emails. Yeah, 
I, I did I did get that feedback and obviously that's tough for them to not be responsive when you guys really need somebody um, who can help you to pull this off. Um, and so I get that, but there was one room that you were okay with. Um, the actual emails say, are you sure there's no other rooms that you would be open to considering for your chosen dates? So are you saying that we should? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying throwing a, a conference in Napa is hard when it's your vision and your standards that are being met because yeah. it becomes instantaneous. I mean, much like if, I want it to be a vibe. Well, I'm saying if you're, I mean, just like if you're going to go hang out in Napa with friends, right? It's not really that crazy. Napa can be very not bougie. You can go to, you know, a bunch of wineries that have $10 tastings and you Are there's still $10 tastings. Not anywhere you're going to go. Why the first place, let's use real names. And we'll, if somehow we learn how to edit um, video someday, we'll throw it up. Meritage, right? It's where I have been to conferences before. They have a lot of meeting rooms um, that are available, um, but there is one meeting room in the middle of a courtyard uh, that is in the middle of a lot of wine tasting rooms. Which is the room that isn't available. Which is the room that isn't available. Yeah. Which is a, a uh, essentially a glass box right? Or is it maybe three sides of windows? It's, there's a lot of glass. Um, in the middle of a courtyard, in the middle of a resort and wine tasting and all the rest. Um, and then they have a bunch of meeting rooms that look like meeting rooms. Mm -hmm. um, and so that room is not available. And so that hasn't really been a big uh, conversation starter. What was the email? It, they said that we have it available from uh, the Vintner's room is uh, actually available during the daytime, not at nighttime. But we're looking for the daytime. It is open during the day, but booked in the evenings. So that's not a 24-hour hold. Okay. And then they have lots of other rooms available. Um, but I think it just kind of... I didn't even read that part. Yeah. Because um, technically, we only want the room until around noon. And then we were going to go off-site to of winery so maybe we should email back uh, i mean i i don't i i'm actually here to convince you to just push forward with anything? the decision that no well yes anything but anything the easiest anything being the decision you already want to cross in your mind yeah but so okay so let's put this on the the, the back burner and then i'm gonna make a note to myself that we are we're going to get back in touch with them via email. Okay. Okay. And then, so then you guys went and looked at the Westin, which is also a yes. huge hotel. Um, and I know you didn't have a, a formal tour from one of the planners, did you? No, we did. Oh, okay. actually, that was the they, one had, set up. they had the best customer service. Okay. It was amazing. As soon as we walked up to the Westin, we were greeted outside by the GM and two other of the um, of the event coordinators. And they asked us if we wanted glasses of champagne while we toured the property. Westin. So they had great customer service. They showed you around. They were the only one that actually set up a, a, an entire 
like, how do we impress you thing? And so why didn't they impress you? Because I don't even have an email from the Weston. Because in my <laughs> because in my head, uh-huh. If I'm going to have people flying in from across the country to come to a Napa event, okay. I wanted to feel like Napa. And while the Weston was super great with customer service, when we toured the property, the ballroom felt like it could have been a ballroom anywhere. Like it, it was just like an eighties wedding ballroom that had not so great lighting and it didn't overlook anything. So, so it didn't have the impress Ashley factor. No, it didn't have what I was looking for. Side note. Do you think any of the dentists that are going to come to this event have as are as picky as you for a place in Napa? Mind, I'm, I'm going to guess that most of the people are going to be coming from outside of Northern California. So do you feel, do you think that everybody that's coming cares as much about it being a four-star hotel in Napa, which is what the Westin is versus being, you know, a five diamond hotel in, in Napa when you're already using Napa as the backdrop, which is already kind of like, you know, using those status, you know, those standards, right? Like a five diamond type of place uh, of visiting right it's not like you're having do do i think they're going to be as picky as me no i don't i'm very picky i know that which is why my office looks the way that it does but i'm the hostess 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 with the most host hostess hostess with the most dist okay well okay so you didn't like so you didn't like the lesson didn't fit your vibe it was a vibe, but it was the wrong. Vibe. I mean, it's they have been great. Are they amazing? Like the venue? No, but it is close to downtown, mm -hmm. which I did like. It's like a five-minute Uber ride to all the restaurants and bars downtown, which is awesome. So it's still in the running. I haven't crossed it off. I don't have an email from the Westin. I don't have I have no nothing about the pricing from the Westin. You know, I don't know pricing either. I probably should have looked so, up that. So judging by, I don't have any information on it. My, my, my thought, my understanding was that it was not a part of the running. I mean. Okay, let's get to the nuts and bolts. Okay, so, and then there's the Archer Hotel, which is a beautiful, very modern, very city-like hotel in downtown Napa. And so it kind of, I'm, I remember the first time that we went, we both were like, yeah, this boutique hotel could it's be. It's a vibe. <laughs> this boutique hotel that is a vibe could be in New York or San Francisco, right? It, it is it is that type of like urban boutique hotel, but with a very Napa feel to it with a, all, all with a beautiful rooftop, rooftop uh, pool and rooftop restaurant um, slash bar. Mm -hmm. And so that's really the one that you want to host it at. Yes. And so what's holding you back from saying yes? That that's the only one that in your mind really sounds like you're interested in it. Well, what's holding me back is the fact that we have to put down so much of our own money to reserve the spot. And because I don't. So why, why do you have to put down so much of your own money? Because they, because they are a hot hotel. 
and I have to be responsible for that 50% of the room blocks. Yes, because you're prepaying for the room blocks. And so if you're blocking 50 rooms in a hot downtown Napa hotel in the middle of peak season, well, all seasons I think are peak season in Napa, but November being, you know, just towards, you're probably just towards the end of the harvest season. And so it's still pretty, uh, kind of pretty epic in terms of, uh, of being in Napa at that time. Yes, they're making you prepay for the room block. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of hotel rooms. It's a lot. And the hotel room, they average about 500 a night. Because mm-hmm. I mean, most of it's not actually the meeting space. Right. It's the room blocks. Right. I mean, there are room rental fees for the meeting space, and also a pretty hefty food and beverage minimum, which I know we're gonna hit. But yeah, I mean, th- th- all of those aren't aren't really stumbling blocks, right? If you had to put down fifty yeah. percent of of what it was for the actual meeting space and uh, food and beverage minimum, that's mm-hmm. not you know that that wouldn't slow you down. So, I mean, so I guess there's options. Do you need to block 50 rooms? Can you block less rooms? On, okay, so Saturday and Sunday, or Friday night and Saturday night, I think it says there, they only need 10. 20. These are the numbers. I think these are based off the numbers that you gave them, right? So the conference is, or the retreat is meant to be held Wednesday night, uh, reception, welcome reception, and then Thursday, Friday, which means mm-hmm. that Wednesday and Thursday are the rooms, uh, are the nights that people, most people are going to be staying. Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday. Well, you think people are going to fly to Napa and only stay two days? I, I'm just talking about the conference. You're, you're trying to guess what people are going to do um, outside of the, the confines of the conference. But we were going to also do wine tours on Saturday as part of the retreat. It's not a conference, it's a retreat. Okay. Um, so the, the retreat itself is the, the, the learning and primary connection points are Thursday and Friday. Yes. And so just by the simple fact of you're having significantly less rooms that you're thinking about for the weekend, that means that you're not expecting that everybody's going to be staying for the weekend. or. I mean, I think, I mean, I think the reality is, well, if people are coming from a far long ways away, they're probably going to stay, but maybe not necessarily want to continue to hang out with 50 other dentists. Like maybe they want to do their own thing. You know, maybe they're going to, you know, go. They're not allowed. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm organizing this so that they don't have to think about anything. Like I really want. Yeah, and I think I think that you. But they're also not bringing their spouses or their team members. So, which also makes it less likely that they're going to want to stay the whole weekend. But if we are including the Saturday excursion as part of the like the attendance, I know. I'm just telling you the reality, right? I mean, if if you're you're bundling it into into the registration fee. But but if you're not if they're not bringing their spouses to Napa the lover's capital of the world, one of the most romantic places in the world, if they're not coming with their significant other, Mm -hmm. the likelihood that they're staying the weekend is significantly lower. 
or they're flying their significant other in on Friday after the conference is over, or the, the significant other is going to come mm-hmm. and they're just going to hang out at the pool all day long while the conference is happening. And then they go out wine tasting on their own. You're, you're talking about Napa, right? Most people aren't going to want to come to Napa by themselves, especially if you're talking about staying from Wednesday to Sunday, potentially. Like it's a long time to be in that kind of a city by yourself, which also, so then I guess the two things in my head are, do you need 50 rooms? Because people are either going to, and you need them for the whole weekend, right? Because if people are either going to come with their significant others and, or they're going to come and leave early because they don't have a significant other and they might share a room with somebody else because being in Napa completely by yourself is kind of, I don't know. So what would you suggest? Well, I think if you're worried about the upfront cost, I don't think you need to block 50 rooms. Okay. And I don't think you need to block the weekend. Definitely not for 20 rooms. Well, okay. Until you, so get, until you get feedback from people on what they're doing. What about this? Because the other alternative, the other alternative was instead of even blocking a hotel per se, we've already been in touch with a um, with a tour at um, a touring group. Is that what it's called? Yes. And they do this all the time where they host anywhere from small groups to corporate events. And then every day they would help us um, curate the experience for the group. So if we said like, hey, we're going to be in Napa November 16th to 20th, we are staying at this hotel. By all means, you can stay wherever you want. But the first meeting event will be, I'm hoping everyone stays at the same hotel. Um, but if we had it offsite, so like on, on Thursday, instead of having the mastermind in any kind of ballroom, it would be on a vineyard. I think you lose too much control of that. I think it's too much logistics for that. I think you need a home base for the conference, okay. for the retreat. Okay. And then, and then the afternoons, and I, you keep saying noon, I don't think you can fit in what you need to fit in. In the, in, in the morning by noon. I think it'll be a little bit later than that uh, by the time we end up f- building out the itinerary. Um, Cause I don't, just don't think you're gonna be able to fit it in. Um, That's what she said. Um, <laughs> but, <Good one. laughs> but, but I think you need a, I think you need a home venue, a home place to be for Thursday and Friday morning into early afternoon. Okay. Um, I, I think because the, like I said, the, the venue space you, is not the, the part that's cost prohibitive. And I don't think it's cost prohibitive. I think you're, li- you're, you're limited in your ability to, you, you want to mitigate risk as best as you can. Right. And so the, most of that cost is the cost of the rooms. And so, because I don't know where people are going to want to stay, but I know that most people, when they travel to a conference, will try to stay at the hotel, but not everybody does, all right? And so booking out 50 rooms when there's, you know, 50 people that are traveling might be a lot, right? Mm-hmm. What if you just did blocked 30 rooms? Mm-hmm. Or, and then if they sell out. And then out. if they sell out, then you can go back to the hotel and ask for another block. Okay. 
or they can look at you know whatever the the room rates are for you know either for somewhere right next by i mean the hyatt's the andaz is a block away which is also a beautiful hotel that maybe somebody has hyatt points and they're like i have all these points why would i want to stay you know why would i want to pay for a hotel when i can stay with points okay and they have those options and then that cuts down you know your upfront costs by you know if you went from 50 to 30 that cuts them down by probably almost you know i mean that's 40 percent, but i mean overall it's probably about 30 percent of the cost that front cost is down and then you know like i said for the weekend i'm i'm not sure how many people are going to be taking advantage of that and so blocking 20 rooms might be a lot Mm. i mean and until it's out there and people start to think about it and actually make plans and you Mm -hmm. get feedback about what people are what their travel plans might look like i mean especially if you're saying that you know not to come with significant others to napa i mean i would love to have significant others come especially since it is napa but I also want to be respectful for the uh, the sponsors because if if we do an offsite tasting or when we do offsite tastings, those significant others will count as a body. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a way to do this where we're still hosting a good amount. Maybe we should see what the demand is going to be like. And I think most people would, would prefer to go there with a, with a significant other. Yeah. And I think that if you planned it so that the afternoon portion is and, open and to is your open. plus one. And, 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 and so many people's practices are like your practice where I'm the, I don't work for your practice, yeah. but I'm involved. And so many people have already asked if they could bring their. Yeah. Because, because it's Napa, it's right. Napa. And I mean, you're selling I know. a five diamond destination right? That is known for its romanticalness. He's known to make up words. How do you say that? All the time. Romanticism. Is that, is that a real word? It's more than uh, romantic. But you're, but you're, you're, you have this amazing place in fall and harvest season, this gorgeous hotel. Like, I think that most people would want to bring their significant others. I mean, I was kind of going to bring you. Not really, though. Someone's got to watch our boys. <laughs> Whether you, you invite me or not, I'm going to be there. Just, just throwing it out there. <laughs> okay. Well, um, okay, so back to the planning then. So then are we, are we already thinking about the off-site tastings as going to be 100 people instead of? Yes. So now it's, it's just getting crazy. Yes. So just the cost of the transportation. The transportation is going to be the hard part. No, I mean, um, the tour group. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that with connections to wineries, I mean, mind you, we've, you know, had wine club memberships in Napa for a decade. We, within our immediate circle, there are a lot of people that have pretty good relationships out there. I think there are a lot of places that would love to host a hundred dentists and their significant others. Okay. Because I think that that's a pretty good target demographic of who's coming into your place. Okay. So then let's reach out to our connections and also Amy. Like I said, I think this, I think there's, I think, I think because you really, 
at best, I think you can fit in two places in an afternoon. Okay. So what we're going to do then, what we're going to do is we're going to have the main hub still be at a hotel. The Archer. Oh, you said it. You said it out loud. I said it earlier. Oh, did you say it earlier? I described it. Okay. If it's not there, then we're bad negotiators, people. Um, but it's the only thing that Ashley's thought about since she saw toured the place. It just has such. Uh, so in my head, I envision after after we have dinner together. I mean, yeah, it'll be so much more fun with our significant others. It's true. So they can all hang out on the roof deck, yeah. and you know, people can explore downtown Napa yeah. and. They can either be with and each it's other like in the heart of downtown Napa. You're literally blocks away from restaurants and and more wine tasting and bars. But um, do you think that we should? Okay, so if we have breakfast from seven to eight, have the event from eight to noon, eight to twelve thirty, then have lunch on site. So that's until like 1.30. Then we have to get escorted to the first winery, or I guess on Thursday and Friday, because wineries close at five and with a group our size, unless we could have, no, wait, no. Because we have a food and wine, be- or, yeah, we have a food and wine beverage minimum. So we don't hit that if, if we don't have. You'll hit it. Just with breakfast? I mean, I'm sure we will. I mean, yeah. It's not like it's an inexpensive. Okay. Okay. Back to my, let's just call out round numbers then. So if we are out the door by one o'clock and we're meeting up with our significant others and now we have fun, we go wine tasting. So then 1.30 to 5 would be on the first day on one property and then the second day will be a different winery and then the third day and this is what will get everybody to stay for the weekend because yeah your significant other is there but we've already curated three different wineries to tour as a group what are your thoughts i'm just not sure how necessary the saturday is right because i mean if you've already handpicked everything for them for for two days two and a half days we didn't talk about dinner. Should dinner be I, I think dinner together? Should, I think dinner should be together. Yeah. And but, then you're because, on your own on because Saturday, I think, Sunday. I, I think the way that your content structure is going to be is going to be it's going to be nuanced, right? There's going to be educational opportunities that are mixed in amongst, you know, connection and fun. Okay. Right? And so rather than say a, a conference where you're sitting in a room for six hours and just getting like right. overloaded with stuff. Yours is going to be much more weaved in throughout the day, right? Yeah. Where, you know, maybe, you know, there's somebody, some, you know, small, you know, talk that's given at the winery and just with an opportunity to kind of open up w- ways that people can can have conversations there, right? Yeah. And then you can have the same thing set I up mean, at dinner. People always have the best conversations at happy hour. Exactly. And so I, I know that's, I mean, that's always been your belief. That's always been your thought. I mean, from, you know, whether it was starting the practice or starting any of the podcasts, like so many, so much of it was built around conversations over food and wine, right? Right. And so why shouldn't this co- retreat, I, I'm going to stop saying that, retreat 
be built the same way, right? Where there are educational opportunities and ways to dive deeper, but they're mixed in amongst, you know, some of the more social aspects of it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you have, you have their attention for longer. We're in charge of, you know, curating the um, experience for them longer, but it's because you don't, you're not there to overwhelm them with, you know, five hours of lecture and in, in, right, right in the morning, like a mallet, you're there to weave that in through the day as they're experiencing it. And so, yeah, dinner, you know, there's going to be a little talk. There's going to be, you know, some guided conversations, but it's still all set around the experience and the connections yeah. that we made. No, I get it. I like it. So then we would curate the experience from the welcome event on Wednesday all day Thursday up until dinner. And then we all end up at the rooftop bar yeah. after. Or, or, or whatever they want to do after dinner, right? Obviously, if, you know, they, them and their significant other feel like they uh, want to check out the, you know, hard clubs of Napa Valley. But, but like, you know, I mean, and, and yeah, and then of course you can be like, yeah, we'll, we'll be upstairs for kind of further conversations and hanging out if people want to. Um, and then, so then you do, you're in charge of everything for that, for all the way through Friday at dinner. And then they're on their own. And then, yeah. And then they, and then you can, we can create suggestions. We can, mm. we can even we can say, this is where we are going to be. Yeah. We, you can even, I mean, realistically, you can probably even like almost like a concierge, like mm. be like, Hey, you know what? These are the, these are the places. This is, you know, we've made it possible for people to be able to, because, you know, if they're, if people aren't from Napa, they might not know where to go or be able to have made those right. connections or reservations okay. ahead of time. We can have some of those experiences, but then they can be kind of free to, you know, take an Uber around and, and check out those places on, on their own accord, you know, where they're not necessarily with the entire group. And so, you know, if they're there with their significant other, or if, you know, they just want a little bit of kind of exploration time. They can rent a car. They can take, they can do some, get on a bike or something like that and just do something on their own. That's true. Okay. I dig it. So then what we're going to do, our action items are to decrease the amount of room blocks. Yeah. Just so that, because if we didn't mention it before, it's, it's us putting down 67,000 to, to throw this event. I mean, I hope people come. I think people will come, but that's still a lot of pressure. People, this is why I still drive a 2013 Subaru Outback with 120,000 miles on it because we have to do things for Smiling Co. and for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he also has bought like a pair of shoes once in the last five years. Yeah. 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 Well, it's because I stopped running to save money. You're just not a, you're you're not a shopper. He does spend money on wine. Yes. So which leads us back to we can curate yeah. a great experience for you. We can curate a great um, experience. I, yes, the one thing that I have uh, not skimped on in my enjoyment is is wine. Um and many of the places that we love are in the Napa Valley. You guys, I promise you this, when you come to Napa and we host you, it's going to be a fucking amazing event. Booyah. That's all. It's, it's, it's going to be, you, you don't want to have FOMO. You really don't. Like we're, we're re really fun people who yeah. have really bougie taste. I like how you give me shit. You're fucking bougie too. Whatever. Um, what was I going to say? Should we talk about our, 
I keep staring at the watch because we're going to watch Spider-Man. We got time. I mean, you know, I'm anal about time. We're going to show up for a movie an hour early. The theater's five love, minutes away. I love previews. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so, so what, what, oh. Oh, yeah. Sponsorships? Um, yeah, so. So we've been trying to figure out sponsorships because obviously, you know, sponsors help to make sure that the costs of an event as insane as this um, don't go directly to the patrons um, of the event. But I think that there's a lot of different ways that we've seen sponsorships done in both of our industries, um, many of which is a room off to the side that people stand in and may or may not walk through. And not this one. We're not sure that that provides value for everybody, right? Obviously, right. the whole thing is about relationships. Mm -hmm. It's about communication. It's in a, and it's about making sure that everybody feels value from their participation in this event, you know, both the docs, the significant others, as well as our uh, industry partners, industry partners. That's what happens when you've worked with industry partners for a long time. You say things like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you guys know that in the making of a dental startup group, I've been very much like, let's not have everybody under the sun talk about their companies and like spam the group. Um, and we, we've been very against advertising in the group because I don't want this just to be a free-for-all and I don't want this to feel like an infomercial every time you log in this community was was built to support each other and with that being said what we're thinking is instead of having a sponsor sponsorships for this retreat we now are going to create partnerships as like um, brand partnerships. So what I'm trying to say is if you are someone or a company who I have personally worked with and loved in Smiling Co at Smiling Co, if I, if we have a great relationship as um, just, if you, we do business with people who we know, like, and trust. And over the past four and a half years, I have been pretty silent about who I really love, uh, who, what services I have just really enjoyed in my practice. Um, those services or companies or what have you have helped create the success that Smiling Co. has achieved over the past four and a half years. And we're doing it again. So whether or not I use the same services or I'm opening, I'm open to just changing up or, or using a new service. Cause you know, you, you got to stay current, but what I'm saying is that who, if you are a company, if you have a service to offer and you are interested in being a part of the retreat, which I know we've already had we've built quite an interest list already, which is amazing. Thank you guys. But I would love the opportunity to partner with you guys, not just for the retreat, but for a year. And that means that you will be the official marketing agency for the dental startup group. You will be the official merchant services company or the official VoIP company and 
the requirements are that I have to know, like, and trust you because I don't want to put my brand, I don't want to put my reputation and backing behind someone who I don't, I wouldn't use at Smiling Co. And I think that's really the important part for uh, for the docs to hear, right? Like, as we're kind of figuring this out, and all of this is trying to figure out how to provide more value for everybody. I mean, obviously, these types of partnerships uh, have been utilized sometimes amazingly and sometimes less than amazingly in other groups and formats. Um, but it does allow for, A, people that Ash... Uh, essentially approves of, uh, but, you know, you know, the people, the, the product, all of that, that, that she's used, that she, that people have asked about, um, it, it allows for them to get the acknowledgement that, yeah. that they deserve for being such a big mm-hmm. part of the Smiling Co., right. which you've been very silent about for, for the most part. Yes. Um, oh, and I also want to say that I have received zero dollars, not one cent in kickbacks, which I think is, it's pretty rare in the dental group um, sphere. Um, and if I have already talked about a group, it's because I I already love them. Um, and now that the group is growing and we would like for this to become a, like an ongoing thing, like I would love to have a startup retreat every year. I wanna form alliances, I wanna form brand partnerships yeah and i and i think you know back, going back to the doc too it also provides you know should, should hopefully provide you know very good resources but also very good economic options for people right in terms of right. hopefully some you know some fairly uh, attractive um rates to be able to utilize these services right. at right um i mean you know, I know that you've brought this up and this might be a little premature to throw out there, but, you know, we bantered about the idea of, you know, can you create a bundle bundle of like, Hey, these are what we have seen used in Smile & Co and so many of the other practices Mm -hmm. that you have, have talked to and walked through uh, within the group. You know, if you just say, we're going to take the Smile & Co bundle or Smile & Co, the the making of bundle Mm -hmm. of, of services, you know, can we get this pretty impressive, rate for you. So that way, as a startup doc, you have significantly less funds leaving your uh, pockets on a regular basis. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, no, I couldn't have said that better myself, whether it's a bundle or if you do want to sign up a la carte, I would love for the, the companies to be able to provide exclusive rates just for our startup group. So we have almost 11,000, not, not quite 10,500, 10,500 members. You guys, we have strength in numbers. We are a buyer's group. And if anyone is buying, it's us. We are literally starting companies from scratch and we need help. And yeah, let's all, let's all help each other. Let's spread the word about these amazing companies let's also offer discounts that no one else has no one else is privy to unless you are in the startup group and my plan hopefully sometime soon is to be able to do this not just for companies and services but also education we have a lot of these educators are personal friends of mine 
and they are badasses and creating ridiculous courses. Like, let's also partner up with them. Let, I mean, we are young, hungry, and broke docs trying to become the best dentists and run the best businesses. So I feel like this is just going to be a great symbiosis. So we're trying something new and um, we want, we, we want feedback along the path because I do think it'll know uh, it'll be helpful to know what the group is thinking um, and making sure that we're continuing to provide value. Um, But all of the, everything, each new step should hopefully open more and more doors for uh, us to build deeper bonds within the community, as well as just helping figure out more ways uh, to continue pushing everybody forward. Right. No. Absolutely. And um, so if you are interested in being a brand partner with the making of, um, we're now an LLC, we're an official company. Um, If you want to be partners, we'd love to pick your brain. And we also have two podcasts where you would be getting your um, brand out there in addition to the retreat and also just being able to share client stories in, in the, in the group. What do you think? I think, uh, I think we've made some decisions. Good job guys. You helped us get some clarity. Thank you for your help. Yeah. So are we going to air this episode? I mean, I wasn't planning on initially, but I think we kind of have to now. It ended up being pretty dang good. <laughs> um, sorry for the the intro. Um, we honestly we had no idea how we were going to what we were going to talk about. I, I honestly thought this was going to be the rec- the camera was on while we were just brainstorming, brainstorming. Uh, and it turned into a brainstorm that sounded semi coherent um, in thought process. Yeah, lots of stream of consciousness. That's how I wrote but I didn't bring my notes. All right. um, So the making of a dental retreat. Oh yeah. Let's do this.